Shri Gaudiya Vaishnav Guru Paramparaki Jai, Shri Jiva Goswami Ki Jai, Anantakota Vaishnavindi Ki Jai. Glorious devotees, thank you for attending another presentation on Srila Jiva Goswami's Sri Krishna Sandarbha. Um, we are now discussing uh, in detail the Parivas Sutra, wherein Srila Jiva Goswami has first uh, provided um, substantial evidence as to the significance of the Parivas Sutra. Um, and he has proceeded from there to school us in, first of all, various instances in the Bhagavat Purana, wherein uh, one could come away from reading a specific verse uh, with a incorrect understanding, unless the proper application of the Parivas Sutra is utilized. Uh, in studying the Srimad Bhagavatam. So we continue today with um, where we left off in our last discussion. And there's still a little bit more that Sri Jiva Goswami is presenting in his Krishna Sandarbha regarding the Mahakalapura episode. So he continues in his 29th Anucheda. Now we will explain the first statement of Sri Mahakala. So he's going to give us a more in-depth explanation of the statements in the Srimad Bhagavatam, according to the proper understanding. So first he quotes the verse from the 10th canto. 
and this is spoken by Sri Mahakala uh, Vishnu to Krishna and Balaram. He says therein, being desirous to see of seeing the two of you, Krishna and Arjuna, I had the sons of the Brahmana brought here to my abode. You have appeared on earth along with your parts, Kala, for the preservation of Dharma. After slaying the Asuras, after slaying the Asuras, who are a burden to the earth, quickly return here once again to me. Jiva writes, being desirous of seeing the two of you, the sons of the Brahmana were brought by me to my abode. This makes one sentence. Jiva continues. The second sentence is as follows. Oh, he, you too have descended along with your parts for the preservation of Dharma. Kalavatir now is a compound, compound in which the middle term has been alitted. Alternatively, Kalavatir now could mean you two have descended in the material world, which is your partial potency. As confirmed in the Shruti, the material creation is one-fourth of his energy from the Rig Veda. Then again, after slaying the remaining Asuras, who are a burden to the earth, be quick to deliver them into my presence, which is to, be, which is to say, cause them to be liberated by placing them here. The latter meaning is justified since it is well known that the Asuras killed by Krishna attain liberation. These liberated beings then enter into the effulgence of Mahalakala Pura. So Jeeva has given us the proper wording of these two verses from the Srimad Bhagavatam, and he continues, Bhagavan Sri Krishna affirmed this matter to Arjuna in Harivamsa Purana. I am that divine immensity, Mahavishnu, replete with the effulgence of Brahman, which you beheld, O best of the bards. Such is my eternal effulgence. It is my transcendental nature, which is eternal, manifest and unmanifest. Entering it, the topmost realizers of yoga become liberated. The word toreyetam is a form of the benedictive with the causative suffix used to indicate a petition or request. Anti is an indeclinable in which the dative ending has been dropped. The fourth case is used as in the sentence, he goes for, forth to fetch fuel, which is governed by Panini. An upapada 
an adjoining word, in this instance, a fourth case termination added to a word occurs to express the object of a verb which, though not actually used in a sentence, denotes an action intended by another action. So we can see that Jiva Goswami is here uh, using the deep understanding of Sanskrit to bring out uh, for his students the proper understanding of this particular verse. Excuse me one second. Uh, excuse me, I was not sure if there was any transmission of this. Uh, no one has come into the Zoom conference. Um, maybe we'll just do a short class today until there seems to be some technical difficulty on the Zoom end. Uh, we'll continue a little on this to get through the Mahakalapura episode. So Jiva continues, and again, it, there's a lot, of, a lot of detail here that would be applicable, applicable to those who are well-versed in uh, Sanskrit, because that's, that's what he's using to justify uh, the proper understanding. Slides on there? Uh, excuse me, 
to, to make clear the proper understanding of these verses. So this is, this is the logic that he's applying here. It's the proper application of Sanskrit. The use of a single object syntactically connected to two verbs is well known, as in the sentence, he makes and has delivered the mat. If, however, any other meaning is entertained, then to split one word into two will beget the defect of forced interpretation. Moreover, because of the non-application of the counterpositional prefix an, the verb itam is not to be interpreted as meaning return. Consequently, this meaning alone is clear and unforced. So we can see Jiva is breaking down very carefully the proper reading, or in our case, translation of the verse, so that the clear meaning of what uh, Lord Vishnu is saying uh, can be brought forth. And of course, he wants to bring forth that clear meaning in order that we understand the verses spoken by Mahakala or Lord Vishnu to Krishna and Arjuna in accordance with the Parivas Sutra. So we can see this is Shastra Yukti. The, those expert uh, in providing transcendental knowledge uh, in human society are on the topmost platform of uh, spiritual realization. And they perfectly know all the scriptures and they're able to relate them according to time, place, and circumstance. So in this instance, us as, as students well removed from uh, Vedic culture and uh, an in-depth study of the Ve of uh, Sanskrit and the Vedas and the various schools of philosophy uh, can still gain much from simply our casual observance of the methodologies employed by Jiva Goswami to provide the evidence, the praman, uh, in support of the Gaudiya understanding of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is extremely important to us in that we must approach scripture and, and because it there's so much deep esoteric knowledge contained therein, our approach must be nourished by Shastra Yukti. And that Shastra Yukti is coming from those who are expert in providing arguments in support of the conclusions of the sampradaya that they represent. So the conclusions that we receive, the conclusions that we hear from our sampradaya and from our chain of disciplic succession 
are in support of those understandings which were revealed in human society by the gracious, gracious dispensation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he gave a very specific uh, contribution to humanity in that he provided access to the topmost uh, spiritual revelation through his Sankirtan movement. And his revelation was fully documented by his immediate associates uh, and fully supported by going to the scriptural canon. So by going to and extracting from uh, the scripture, he was able to provide uh, to humanity support for his Gaudiya perspective, his perspective regarding the topmost experience of the supreme reality or the supreme personality of Godhead. So, although this is, seems to be extremely academic um, from our perspective in reading Jiva Goswami's Satsandarbhas, what it gives us is a firm foundation in understanding the proper way to approach scripture through the eyes of the acharyas within the sampradaya, through their explanations, uh, we're, we're able to properly understand all the esoteric truths which will nourish our spiritual practice and properly keep us on the path to full revelation uh, through the purification that comes through such hearing. So Jiva continues, and now, he says, we will explain the second statement. So he goes on, although you, Nara and Narayan, the foremost sages, are utterly fulfilled Yet you should still follow the path of Dharma to maintain the world order by setting an example for the people in general. So now some commentary to, to really bring this home so we can kind of enter into this profound uh, narrative because it is rather profound. It seems that uh, Krishna and Arjuna are in a, a position of subordination to uh, Lord Vishnu. Uh, externally, it would appear that way. So how do we as Gaudias properly see this incident and properly understand this dialogue? 
So although you two, Krishna and Arjuna, are the foremost, being the avataric source and the best of all avatars, and although you are utterly fulfilled for preservation of the world and in order to promote virtue among humankind, you are the two sages, Nara and Narayan, among those who embody virtue. Thus, in accordance with this reading, Mahakala is referring to Nara Narayan as vibhutis of Krishna and Arjuna, which is confirmed by Krishna himself later in the Srimad Bhagavatam, where he says, among the sages, I am Narayan Rishi. Nara Narayan, Narayan Rishi. Having immediately intuited Krishna as superior to Mahakala, Arjuna realized all things as manifestations of the potency of Sri Krishna and not that of Mahakala. So Krishna's, Krishna's revealing all this to Arjuna, and Arjuna is, is, is coming to a profound realization. A, a realization that's not unlike that of Lord Brahma himself uh, during the Brahma Vimohan Leela, wherein Arjuna, I'm sorry, wherein Brahma was also schooled through revelation. So really it's the, the revelation. I mean, the, the traveling through through the material universe and to the uh, to the residence of Mahavishnu, this was was part of the schooling that Arjuna received, the revelation and then the discourse and then understanding the discourse properly. Similarly, Brahma when when Krishna revealed that he had taken on specific forms of all his cowherd friends and the calves uh, that they were tending. And before Lord Brahma revealed that just as I, from me, come all the various manifestations of Vishnu, who are the Purushas in all the material universes. So Jiva continues, that was just one little commentary on that one section, Jiva continues in uh, this Anucheta and says the following, explaining the meaning. The meaning is as follows. You two are engaged in the welfare of the world, not only in this form, but in other magnificent forms as well, to glorify Krishna Arjuna in this manner. He, Mahakala, speaks this verse. You two are the foremost because of being Swayam Bhagavan and his companion, which is to say, which is to say that you two are the most excellent of all avatars and avatars. Although this is so, and although you are utterly fulfilled 
for preservation of the world and in order to promote virtue among humankind. You are the two sages, Nara and Narayan, among those who embody virtue. In this way, there is mention of Nara and Narayan as vibhutis of Krishna and Arjuna, being their minor expansions. So here, Jiva is making it clear that the proper understanding from the Gaudiya perspective is that the higher position, the hierarchy of the manifestations of the Supreme Lord that, is, that are descending into the material world uh, or manifesting the material world are those of Krishna and his direct friend, Arjuna. They are the, the source of all the various avatars, Krishna is, and a foremost avatar, Arjuna. Foremost, why? Because of his intimate friendship to Krishna that has already been uh, fully explained earlier uh, in this Anucheta. It is also stated that by Bhagavan Sri Krishna in the 11th canto, in the course of describing his vibhutis, among the sages, Munis, I am Narayan Rishi. In this, the sense is, Jiva writes, because you are the highest embodiment of virtue, I knew that you would surely come to deliver the sons of the Brahmana, and thus I acted in this way. Again, the underlying theme of the whole episode is Lord Vishnu wanted to have the audience of Lord Krishna and Arjuna. And although Krishna's within a universe enacting his Leela, um, the, the entering into that Leela and fully understanding it is only available by the grace of Krishna himself. And even Lord Vishnu was not provided that opportunity. But he made an arrangement whereby he could have Krishna's direct audience through the stealing of the Brahmana's children. Additionally, there is Sri Krishna's state in Harivamsa Purana, that Supreme Self, Mahakala, abducted the boys of the Brahmana. Can you read this statement? Again, it seems I've done something wrong with Zoom today. Uh, additionally, uh, in the Harivamsa Purana, that supreme self, Mahakala, abducted the boys of the Brahmana for the sake of procuring a vision of me. He conjectured as follows, Krishna will come for the sake of the Brahmana, otherwise he will not come here at all.
In the verse under discussion, the word acharatam is not to be taken in the sense of acharatam, imperative of the second person dual of the verb acharya, achara, and thus it has not been explained in that way. Therefore, Krishna's superiority even to Mahakala is proven. This will be this will also be demonstrated by the discussion from Mrityunjaya Tantra. In accordance with this very glory, Sri Sukha said, seeing the wonderful abode of Lord Mahavishnu, Arjuna was exceedingly astonished. He realized that whatever prowess is possessed by human beings is brought about only through the grace of Bhagavan Krishna. This Mahakalapa episode concludes as follows. Here it is not stated that such prowess is accomplished through the grace of Mahakala. Similarly, Swami Pod's reading referring to Sridhar Swami's introductory remark to this episode, given at the beginning of his commentary on its first verse, accords precisely with this conclusion to show that Bhagavan having the above-mentioned characteristics, is none other than Sri Krishna. Sukadev relates another story, beginning with this verse. So, concluding statements here. This chapter begins with an inquiry as to who is the supreme god among Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. This chapter of the Srimad, of the Srimad Bhagavatam's 10th uh, canto, 89th chapter. In answer to this, Sukadev first relates, recounts the story of sage Brigu, who tested all three of them and concluded that Vishnu was supreme. Following this, Sukadev begins a new narration concerning the Brahmana and his sons in Dwarka, while introducing his commentary on the opening verse of this second episode, Sridhar Swami writes, to show that Bhagavan, having the above-mentioned characteristics, is none other than Sri Krishna, Sukadev relates another story beginning in this verse. Thus, Sridhar Swami concurs that the whole purpose of this episode is to show that Krishna is superior even to Mahakala and not vice versa. So what we're seeing is, is a really interesting insight into the narrative from the 89th chapter of the Bhagavatam. That first, there was a question among sages of which of the various guna avatars of the supreme lord is supreme and brigu muni uh, did test all three of them and he re he concluded that vishnu was the supreme he was the most understanding we're not going to enter into the details of that narrative here but then in order to show that krishna was is even superior to Lord Vishnu of the various guna avatars, 
So to show that Krishna has a, a position that's superior to the Purusha avatar and to that aspect of the Purusha, Lord Vishnu, who presides over the mode of goodness, whereas Brahma and Shiva reside over the modes of passion, ignorance, respectively, Sukadev went forward and related this pastime of the death of the Brahmana's sons and Arjuna's vow to protect them, resulting in Krishna and Arjuna traveling to Mahakalapura, the residence of uh, Mahakala or the Mahavishnu. And therein we can see that because of the way that incident unfolded as related by Sukadev, that even Lord Vishnu had to make and receive a special darshan of Krishna, that he did not have entrance into uh, the Leela uh, without making this arrangement. A little bit more from the commentary. In this manner, Sri Jiva Goswami has resolved the apparent contradiction between the Bhagavad's Parivas Sutra, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, and some of its other verses that seem to regard Krishna as an integrated portion of Vishnu or the Purusha. Next, Sri Jiva addresses similar verses from other scriptures. So with that, I am going to bring this particular class to an end. I've just been notified by message that I've made some mistake in, um, in presenting this class. And in order to put things in proper in the proper place, uh, I'll continue uh, in our next class with the next section of this 90, 29th uh, Anucheta. You can see this 29th Anucheta is extremely, uh, extremely detailed. And uh, it's a very, very interesting exploration um, and explanation by Jiva Goswami for, for our proper comprehension of the various manifestations of the Supreme Lord. So in this next section, uh, he will go into the uh, Kesha avatars of Vishnu and a narrative there uh, from other sources uh, besides the uh, Bhagavad. Purana, uh, to, to bring up a narrative from the Mahabharat and other uh, scriptures, uh, wherein there could be a misunderstanding again uh, regarding this position of Krishna as Swayam Bhagavan and that of uh, the Purushas who manifest the material worlds. I thank you so much for your kind association. 
And uh, I apologize for the inconveniences uh, in this class uh, caused by whatever I have done wrong, but we will investigate it and try to avoid it in the future with our Zoom uh, participants. Krishna Kirtana Vanana Tanapano Premamritam Manidhi Viradhirajana Priyau Priyakaravu Nirmasana Pu